Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Big guy, just a reminder today is the Faith Fridays. So if you could refrain from any bad words, the C word, A word, any of those words in between Faith Fridays. <laughs> the Apple? Can, you could say Apple on the Faith Friday okay. show. All right. We usually turn to our North Star. Richard Ward is Center for Action and Contemplation out there in lovely New Mexico. We, me and Brandon, both follow daily meditations that he pa- passes out in each morning. We got one. And uh, I really like this. He's quoting this guy, Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, and his passion about the church rediscovering itself as a movement of Jesus. Listen up, big guy. Quote, Jesus did not establish an institution, though institutions can serve as cause. He did not organize a political party, though his teachings have a profound impact on politics. Jesus did not even found a religion. No, Jesus began a movement fueled by a spirit, a movement whose purpose was and is to change the face of the earth from the nightmare it often is into the dream that God intends, end quote. Yes, I love this. Uh, I forced us to do this one because I thought it was you so did. I thought it was so relevant uh, considering our conversation the other day about uh, Christianity and churches shrinking and all that stuff. And first off, I like to say I got a I got a little missive from the Center for Action and Contemplation last night, which I'm sure you did too, Larry, about Father yeah. Roar having cancer coming back and you know, he's sort of winding down his career and you know, I don't want to deify him, but man, I have learned so much from that dude that I've never mm. met that mm. it's just about his, even his graceful departure from the scene. It would be so easy for that to do, to go full mag- megalomaniac. Yeah. People love him. He could like become, yeah. get an ashram in the desert and, you know, say he lives in this little cabin and, you know, it's like, he's not going to live forever and who knows what's going on. He says he's doing pretty well, but I don't know. It just, it, it just struck a chord with me that I feel like we just did a, a show on World Cup and how broken and twisted that whole system Ugh. is. And yeah. here's this, here's this dude in the desert just talking about how better to follow Jesus. And so many people have criticized him because they say, you know, he's pluralistic. He's a universalist. He's not really a Christian. And I'm like, man, if this dude isn't a Christian, then I don't want to be a Christian. Right? I don't know what it is to be a Christian if Father Richard Rohr is not a Christian because he's talking about and presenting these themes that are so important for us. And this theme, why I loved this uh, so much, it was the daily meditation, I think for Monday, maybe yesterday, but it was about the fact that Jesus didn't start a church, started a movement. And I, every church I've ever been in, including the one I'm in now, the pastor's it's some way or another, you you know, not always over your head, hitting you over the head with it, but but there's a part of it where they're like, hey man, just so you know, I'm the authority here. And, yeah. this, and they always say, I, I literally want to poke my eyes out when I hear a pastor say, hey church, hey church, like somehow we're this club. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> church comes from the word ecclesia, the ecclesiastic, the body of Christ. And what this article is basically saying is that Jesus didn't build churches. There was no Christianity when Jesus did his thing. It wasn't even called the way at that time. At the beginning, when these first groups started forming, they called themselves the way. Jesus didn't do that. He just literally went out and ministered to people. He preached to people. He taught people. And those people were so deeply impacted by what he did that they started 
the church, the institutional church. And the article goes on to say, hey, the institutional church is not bad per se, but it's not all there is. And I think that's why this resonated with me is that I am so over quote, churches, quote unquote, talking about the church as if it is Jesus and it is not. It is an idol. So many of these places just worship the building or the amount of people they have in it. or what. And they'll say, you know, I could just hear pastors all over going, well, you're not understanding the, the, the purpose of church. I'm like, I'm not. All I know is this, is that I think probably if we're honest, in America, more people have been hurt by the modern church than have been helped by the modern church. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to think about that. But I do love the idea that regardless of whether you like Richard Rohr or any of these things, that if you step back from this and said, are, it, are you in a movement? Are you in a movement following this guy that, that preached this sermon called the Beatitudes where he said, blessed are the spore, poor in spirit, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are all those people, like those immigrant workers in Qatar that died performing slave labor so that you and I could watch the World Cup, Larry, and the rest of the world. Blessed are those people because they're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's what I like about this idea of a movement. So my thing is, I've been reading a lot of science, and if you study God, which I think is the science study of science, God is just overwhelmingly huge and big. It's, it's, it's unfathomable how Earth came into being from the universe. It's unfathomable. So God's unfathomable. And then there's Jesus, right? I think we promote the God part of that. The reason I love Jesus is because it's not a big deal. It's literally treating the woman at the well with dignity. It's touching the leper. It's feeding someone who needs a meal. That's it. That is it. There's no church. There's no, it's just being kind to people. That's Jesus. That's it. And we miss that all the time. Yeah. And I think that one of the problems with the idea of the, of church is that, that they form this to sort of institutionalize this process of feeding the poor and touching the leper and helping that. That's what churches claim to do. But so oftentimes it's about building bigger churches and, Pay, you know, pay your pastors well is a, is a scripture in there. And what that's really saying is, hey, take care of those people that are out serving the poor. That's really what it's saying. But what ends up happening now is that it becomes a justification for why I need to own a Learjet. Now, obviously, we use these these megachurch pastors as an example of what not to do. But I, I even think the small church pastors sometimes fall into this category where they're saying, hey, yeah. This structure, this organization is more important than anything else because that's what's going to save the world. And I'm like, nope. It's going to be the person that goes out and hands out warm socks to a person on a cold night. That's what Jesus was saying. That's what's going to save the world. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's an American thing to make things more complicated. Like we've removed Jesus and put in a business, a Christian church. That's kind of the deal. And I honestly, whenever we have these discussions, I get... I start thinking about my in-laws and their mega church and all that goes on. And when we, whenever we have these discussions, I'm always like, I always say like, Hey man, can you point to the part of the Bible where Jesus, you know, is building buildings and getting into politics and watching Fox news and telling immigrants they shouldn't come in and blowing up abortion facilities. Like Jesus never does that. It's like really simple. And we made it really complicated. Well, you hit it on the head, Larry. And I think that most folks, so many people spend, especially in the evangelical world, but even in, you know in the mainline world, Catholic, Methodist, whatever, people spend so much time in the Bible, and it's like they almost miss it. They almost miss it for what it is—the yeah. simplistic sort of you know methodology, which is just simply treat people with respect, love your neighbor as yourself. 
You know, I mean, the great commandment from Jesus is, it's called the great commandment, and it says, love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? If we thought about that, like, man, just take that second part and said, I'm going to love my neighbor the way I want to be loved, and I'm going to treat them with respect even when I don't necessarily understand them, because we don't have to like them or agree with them to love them as ourselves, right? We can We can find ways to love people in, in very practical ways that don't require a building. Just like you said, hey, man, can I feed someone? So two things. Number one, for me, Richard Rohr, you were talking about. Number one thing, the very first book I ever read was Everything Belongs. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, like, homelessness has been around since the beginning of mankind. There was someone on the street that was homeless. And there's a reason for it. What are you going to do about it? Like, so sin belongs. Badness belongs. I was having this discussion. It belongs because what are you going to do with badness in the world? What are you personally going to do with that? This is a great challenge to me that it all belongs. And the other one is uh, the the frock priest that you and Tim brought to me, Dominic Crossens, and debunking all of Jesus's miracles. And the miracle, he didn't cure a leper. He just touched a leper that nobody else would touch. Like it's the, I I think Christians get caught up in the miracles. Jesus does all these amazing things. But it's the little thing. It's the woman at the well. It's all the people that are outcasts that he brings into the vault. That is the easy thing. We want the big thing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the idea of doing miracles was more of a first century thing. I mean, that people, that was what they looked to for people like magicians to perform miracles. Yeah. Jesus always yeah. talked about that. It's like, look, lots of people perform miracles. And he says, if you want me to do this, okay. But what I'm here to do is to, to bring you the good news. The good news is, is that God loves you and wants you to love other people. It's that simple. I mean, we, we oftentimes, I think even as Christians, we don't realize that what Jesus was leaning into and touching on were, where he was pushing against the, the framework of a very rigid society that said, you don't touch a woman who's menstruating. You don't get near someone who's sick. You don't yeah. do all these things. And he was like, no, no, we should be loving yeah. these people. And I think that we look at it as like, you know, transgender, uh, Christian churches, I hate transgender, I hate gays. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine to not understand them or not want to be them or whatever, but you can love them. You can say, hey, yeah. man, I'm going to invite you to my table at Thanksgiving. I'm going to yeah. love you. And I'm going to tell you, I don't understand you. I don't I don't necessarily agree with the life you lead, but I, I, I'm doing my best to love you because I want to care for you. And I don't want you to kill yourself because that's not what God intends for the world. So I think that there's, it is a movement. It's not a church. It's not to say that people shouldn't go to church and the churches can't be good. They absolutely can. They do lots and lots of good things. But at the end of the day, it starts with us. We are the movement. And if we just simply do those things, if anybody's listening to this and says, well, what should I do? Go get the Beatitudes, read it, and live your life that way. And you will truly be a follower of Jesus. Well, just add up. You've been using that word movement a lot. And, and he talked about it in this um, meditation. It's an action word. And I have an ego. I'm a radio guy. I used to think I was going to be a big deal. I've realized it's not a big deal. It is literally just being nice to the person that cut you off, giving some money maybe to a home, whatever, a movement, a tiny action word of kindness and peace in the world. That's Jesus. Not the big thing, the little thing. Well, and I think the last thing I'd say about that is that I think so many people get stumbled or, you know, they get tripped up by the idea that they think, oh, I have to do all this big stuff, or I have to mm. change my the way I think about the world. I have to be a really yeah. kind and nice person. It's like, nope. 
You don't. No. You're not going to change overnight. But what you can do is take baby steps towards yep. something bigger. And eventually, you're going to get to the point where these things become easier and easier and easier. It may take a lifetime. And you may never get there, but that's okay. It's about that small movement in the right direction. Thank you for teaching me about small movements, Brandon.